Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Dave Zagaro, NBC Sports Philly, will join us to put a bow on the... You put a bow on what the Eagles are doing? Well, whatever. Dave, welcome. Great to have you with us. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, so how did you view Monday night with Dallas? Yeah, it was a complete disaster. I mean, there's no other way to to look at it. Uh, They were beaten pretty soundly in every phase of the game. The head coach had a bad plan. The defensive coordinator had a bad plan. The quarterback played poorly. They struggled with discipline mistakes. There were too many penalties. I mean, it'd be a lot shorter for me to just tell you what was good. The punter played all right, and Javon Hargrave is good. And that was just about it. I mean, it's it's about as bad a beef down as you can take on national television. All right, so let's get to the part about Miles Sanders only getting two rushing attempts in the first half. What is that telling us about Nick Sirianni's feel for the team in the game at this particular point? Yeah, I mean, it's inexcusable. It can't happen. Um, Miles Sanders, you know, whether or not he's an elite running back in the league, he's one of their best weapons, and they have to find ways to get him the ball. And, you know, it's just not good enough. And they had three three rushing attempts by their running backs in this game. I mean, even in a passing league, that's, that's unheard of. That can't happen. And there are some reasons that go beyond just game plan and, and play calling, but none of them are good excuses. I mean, they did get down behind in that game, not an excuse. They do run RPOs, so some of those would-be runs ended up as passes, not an excuse. Um, they just have to run the ball a little bit. And, and I'm not even a run-the-ball guy. I, I kind of roll my eyes when people talk about establishing the run because I don't think that you know, the NFL needs that anymore. I don't think you need to do that to be successful in this league. But you need to have at least some semblance of balance. And when you don't, uh, you really make life difficult on yourself. But it's not like Miles hasn't been good. He deserves to touch the ball. He had two runs in that game. One of them won for 24 yards. So uh, I think they recognize that. Miles can't be happy about it. Um, but I, I do think he's kind of a, a good soldier, so he's not going to cause too big, big of a fuss. But um, right. Everyone else here knows they need to get in the ball, and, and hopefully they do too. Well, I mean, yeah, establishing the run. I think running the ball is important anytime because you have to at least have a threat of balance. And sometimes running the ball is actually those bubble screens outside. Those are running plays, Dave. I mean, when they throw a bubble screen out and it's blocked like that, those are running plays essentially. Um, yeah, I guess it is because you're not pass blocking, but they're not. I mean, it's like Nick Sirianni calling an RPO a running play. It's not. You know, a running play is a run. And uh, I, get, I get your point, and I get his point, but um, there's still a difference. And, and it's not like it's not like those can't replace runs at times. No. But you, when you take it to the extreme of giving your lead running back two carries in a game, it's unacceptable. Well, I mean, this is where I, I think it comes into play as a run, all right? When you feel you can't dominate the front of the line of scrimmage, you go outside of the line of scrimmage. And that, that to me, is when it starts, like, it replaces a running play. That's that's how I look at it. That, no, it's a play like that goes outside the fact that you can't, you don't own the line of scrimmage, so you go outside of it. Yeah, no, I get your point, but there's still no excuse for not running the ball. 
between, right. especially against that. Yeah. If you want to look at it, just at that game in particular, um, yes, I know the Eagles are banged up on their offensive line, um, but really, to me, that's less of a reason to run a bubble screen in place of a run because you right. need athletic linemen to get out and block. At the very least, you have guys who are bigger than the Dallas defensive line. You would think you'd have an advantage there running the football, and I'm not talking about 20 carries a game, but um, just right. the extreme that we saw on on Monday night is not sustainable. See, I don't I don't buy the we fell behind part of it. The reason you fell behind, we only ran eight. Or he said we only ran 18 plays. You want to know why you only ran 18 plays? Because the ones you called didn't get your first downs. Yeah, I agree. And you know the 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 thing about him not running it, they it was the same score when they didn't run the ball as when they did the two times with Miles. So it, that just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. All right. What else didn't add up to you on Monday night? Well, I, I think, you know, we're talking a lot about the coaching and the execution. I, I think we can't overlook the, the talent. You know, Dallas is a more talented team than that showed up. Uh, I think especially on defense, we saw a lack of talent. Uh, especially at the linebacker position. I mean, you, I mean we saw it, that was the, the most shocking and stark thing, and it's not a surprise, but based on the way that the two teams have put resources into the linebacker position. But to see what Dallas had out there and then to see what the Eagles had out there, I mean, it's night and day. And um, it makes you wonder, like, can the Eagles even do enough to hide some of their blemishes on that side of the ball? And I don't know if they can. Um it was rough, and you know, I don't think Jonathan Gannon. I think he had a plan, and then it didn't work, and then I don't think he was quite quick enough to adjust to it. And I'm a big Gannon fan; I think he's going to be all right. But uh, the yeah. lack of talent, especially in the back seven, showed up for me. That's always going to be a problem. The lack of talent will be a problem. This is where, when it comes to the lack of talent or depth. What does the loss of Brandon Graham mean, and what have the losses on the offensive line meant to what you just talked about? Yeah, I mean, it's when we came into the season, a big point, and it was one I agree with, is that if these lines can stay healthy, this team's going to have a chance to at least be in a lot of these football games and have a chance to make a run at the division. But already, you know, through three weeks, they're down three starting offensive linemen and arguably their best defensive lineman. So uh, it's rough. It's, it's You know, you can't replace Brandon Graham with the guys you have. You just can't. He's right. a better player than the, their other edge players. And, um, you know, there, there's two sides to the Brandon Graham one. There's the guy on the field and the leader and the energy, and you can't replace any of them. You're going to try. Um, but it's tough. And then on the offense, we'll see about their depth. I mean, Landon Dickerson, not off to a great start. I know he missed all the training camp, but – uh, I expected better from him in his first start. He he played pretty poorly on Monday night. So uh, we talked about the depth they had at both of those lines, and now they're they're getting put to the test, and we'll see what they have. This is not an easy opening to the season schedule-wise, and they're down players. What does that do now for confidence moving forward, considering what the early schedule does look like? Yeah, I mean, that's why you look back at that 49ers game and it was one they, they needed to win because they were in that game, and, and I'd even argue they should have won that game. So um, it, it's a schedule to schedule. You look at it, and it, it is very 
top heavy. They they about to play some really good teams, and you can even include the Cowboys in that. I don't think they're quite the class of the next few teams coming up, but um, it gets tougher, and that's why you know that 49ers loss. I don't think people were panicking about it, and I wasn't panicking, but it's a game where you, you just can't afford to lose it, knowing what's coming. And now it's not unrealistic to think we're looking at you know like a one in five start for this team. And a couple of these games look a lot harder than they did at the beginning of the season. The Panthers certainly look better than they than we thought they were going to be, and the, and, and the Raiders look like a decent team, a pretty good team. So um, it's a tough stretch here, and I don't think it would shock anyone if this team is 1-5-1-6 by the time that they get through this stretch. We've been talking for 10 minutes now, and I have not one time brought up the name of Jalen Hurts. The time is now. Uh, what have you thought of Jalen Hurts through three games? Um, you know, the first game was very good. Uh, he was accurate. I thought the the game plan suited him. You know, I, I don't want to overlook that, but on Monday night he wasn't good enough. And the the scary thing is on Monday night we saw a lot of the same things that we've been talking about with Jalen Hurts. It's the lack of accuracy, not throwing with anticipation, breaking free from the pocket too early, um, not having good command in the pocket. So, uh, it was troubling, and, and it's not like one game, good or bad, is going to make or break him. Uh, he gets this season to really show what he can do. But, uh, yeah, I, I was disappointed by the way he played on Monday night. And uh, he was hard on himself, and, and maybe he didn't deserve to, to be that hard on himself, but it wasn't good, and he knows it wasn't good. He has to be better. Well, I'll say this. His mobility is a big plus with, this, with the offensive line being such a jigsaw puzzle right now. I mean, to me, that that's his biggest key moving forward. He has mobility. Somebody else back there might be even worse. Yeah, and, and the thing is, though, it's kind of strange that they haven't um, they haven't really done a great job, I don't think, of utilizing that ability in the early going. I think they need to do a little better job, and it's tough because it's on one side you want him to improve as a pocket passer on the other the thing that makes him a potentially special player is that ability so i think there's kind of a balance there they haven't figured out how to strike yet all right um so like the bottom line is now there's a lot of circumstances to go into it but hertz has now had what seven starts in his career and the eagles are two and five in those starts uh as this season moves forward, where does he need to be better to swing those numbers that I just talked about? He needs to be better as a thrower, and it's 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 simple, but uh, it's not easy. You know, he, he needs to just be a better thrower. He needs to throw with more anticipation. I think the play caller can help him out a little bit in that, but uh, that's where he needs to improve, and it, it, that hasn't changed really. It's the same things that we talked about with Jalen Hurst when he came out in the draft. It's he needs to improve as a thrower, and until he does, and, and until he does consistently, because we've seen flashes, until he does consistently, I think it's going to be hard for the team to just say, yeah, he's the guy. Well, okay, so let me follow up on that. That was the, quote, knock on him coming in about his accuracy as a thrower. Mm-hmm. In the end, isn't this just who he is? Well, no, I mean, players improve. Um, and, and we've seen that in the league. Like Josh Allen, early on in his career, that was a knock on him, and he's improved that greatly. So I don't think it's fair to say that's who he is because he is still a 23-year-old kid, and, and guys get better. 
Um, but I, I think the fear is that it doesn't happen or it doesn't happen in time. So um, that, that's what this season is about, is about seeing if if he can improve on that, if he can be the guy. And I don't know the answer right now. I don't think anyone should know the answer right now because it's too early. I don't know, Dave. I'm not quite on the same page with you about that. I think that is who he is. I mean, it's not yeah, like I mean, he well, is, was, it's was not like Josh he Allen was, though? I mean, guys improve. Guys get uh, better. I, yeah, but and I saw I think Allen. It's I saw to Allen. put that on him this early in his career that that's what he's no. going to be. I, I think the signs are there that maybe he is, but uh, I think that's unfair, honestly. Seven starts into his career to say that's what he is. Um, I've, I've got a whole bunch of starts of him in Alabama, and I have starts of him at Oklahoma. I see starts now. It doesn't mean he's not better. But I think in a lot of ways that's who he is. And I saw Josh Allen play in person in Wyoming. So, I mean, I've got maybe a little different perspective than people. I mean, Allen does a lot of things to his credit really well. But they also improved his wide receiver group. Getting Stefan Diggs was huge. Getting Cole Beasley, whatever you may think about vaccinations, <laughs> it really helped him along the way. Maybe maybe, maybe Devontae Smith is the guy that helps him. It just... It's it's been the same problem at each level he's gone to, and that it hasn't changed, Dave. It didn't change yeah, at no, Alabama. I agree with it didn't change Oklahoma. It changed now. About that, uh, yeah, I know. I understand what you're saying, and I, I I agree that those have been the issues, and that's why I'm skeptical about whether or not he can improve right. enough to to become the quote unquote franchise guy. Uh, I'm just not ready to write him off after seven starts. That's fair, Dave. It's always fun having you on. All right, and you're always you. fair. And and you're always fair. So I appreciate you very much. All right, thanks. Take care.